What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Very excited for the guest I have joining me today. My guest at one point lost everything, his money, his company, his wife, and most importantly, his son. His story reached its boiling point when some bad decisions ended by him waking up to his friend dead. It goes without saying that he has experienced enough to last three lifetimes. His comeback story offers perspective about how you can leverage life's challenges into strengths. He was down, but not out. There was one thing that kept him going through it all, and it's something that I love the most. That was his son, Phoenix. Phoenix is the why behind the founding of I Am A Comeback, which is a company that turns men's struggles from with alcohol into its greatest strengths by helping them take control of their lives and finally tapping into their real power. Today, my guest is remarried to his beautiful wife, Kendra, and they have added two daughters to their stable of wise. In his own words, and I quote, I kill it in every area of my life, but there's one place I absolutely dominate. It's with my family. They're my legacy, and I'm not willing to ever let them hurt like I did, end quote. It's a pleasure to welcome this incredible man, Mark Jennison, to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Uh... Appreciate what you do. I was watching some of your podcasts and some of your content, and I just, uh, I, I'm passionate about this topic, right? As you just read right there, my, uh, or just said right there, my kid is the reason why I'm still alive. And uh, hopefully some dads out there can resonate. Moms, even too, right? doesn't matter whoever listens to this thing can resonate with something I have to say. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I have, uh, I think uh, I have about 60% of my content is listened to by men, by men and about 40% or so is listened to by women. So I'm almost split down the middle, which is great because uh, it's important. And you know what? So it's cool. It, it goes both ways. You know, parenting is parenting, whether you're a dad or you're a mom. Parenting is all about uh, bringing up kids to be the best that they can be. Um, so thank you for that. So do me a favor. I know I just read through, uh, I mean, a brief bio. I kind of you know, blew right through it. I know there's much more to your story. For those that may not know who you are, maybe want to know a little bit more about you, kind of give me the backstory of Mark Jennison. Kind of tell me a little bit more about yourself. And then also, obviously, this is a, a podcast about your kids. Uh, tell me more about your kids, how many kids you and your wife have. Absolutely. So um, I know we're, we're keeping this thing kind of brief. I literally just did another conversation with some PR firms about this. Same story I'm about to tell. So I'm going to just give you the high-level look into my life. My name is Mark Jennison. I'm the founder and creator of I'm a Comeback. Um, that is cool, too. The reason I say that and point that out there is because what I do is I liberate men who struggle with alcohol. I show them how to turn it into their greatest strength. But what we come to find out, it's got nothing to do with alcohol and everything to do with becoming the man that they want to be. Now, the typical demographic that I speak with on a daily basis is powerful men who want to lead their kids and lead their legacy. What's really, really unique and profound to see inside of what I create every day or what I've created every day is watching men who couldn't communicate with their kids, who are unpresent, who are not able to show up. You call it the show up band, right? Like literally these guys would not show up because alcohol was more important. I was just like them as well. Um, but, you know, I talk passionately about I'm a comeback because I know how I can help dads out there who may be listening to this who are struggling with alcohol. But a little bit about me, man. Um, it came down to the boiling point in my life, like I said, where my friend was dead, but there was more more issues I went under. Um, I've been a millionaire. This is now, not to talk about money on here, but this is now the third time in my life I've created a multi-million dollar successful company, but I've lost it all um, from the young age of 27 to now that I'm 40. I've done this three times. 
um, which is why I kind of got dubbed this comeback kid, right? Even though I'm not a kid anymore, but this comeback kid mentality. Um, literally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this one thing with you that I want the, the, the audience that you listen or that they listen to you want them to understand. I was sitting down, the highs and lows. I've been in and out of rehab facilities. I've always loved this kid more than anything, my, my son Phoenix, more than anything in this world. I'd hit rock bottom so many times um, and bounced and skidded and smashed my face off of it. Um, the money didn't matter. What mattered was this kid. And, and it, it didn't matter how successful I'd been or how low I'd been. I like, always had this, this love for him. But there was a particular point in my life when um, I'd given up. I, I, I was beat. I was down. I was on the verge. I shouldn't say giving up. I was on the verge of truly, truly letting it go. I was down in Florida. I was on this beach, um, same beach where I have a picture of my son when I was, when he was a baby, of me holding him. And then one, we went back and recreated when he was four or five years old and we go there often. But I was sitting down and I had just applied for this job to be a valet parker. Right? My, this is what my life had been. I've been successful as hell. And I'm, I, I'm going to valet park cars because I can meet people, talk to girls, and drink booze. And what the, the conversations I was having inside of my head that my ex-wife was telling me was, your son doesn't deserve you, or you don't deserve your son. He deserves better than you. This, you should just kill yourself. This world's better off without you. Why don't you just die? These are the thoughts that are running rampant inside of my head day in and day out. And as I'm sitting down applying for the job, literally toiling and tormenting inside of my head, should I write the rights off to my son if it's the best thing to do? I decided to do that. I did, I, like, I, like the mental decision was made to sign off my son because I thought that at, my, at that time of my life, he was better off without me, and that just was what it was going to be. And I was going to go chase this, this disgusting kid lifestyle, right? But I mm-hmm. sat down, even though I cracked the beer, and I heard a voice, and it said, are you ready to listen to me now? And I don't know if it was God. I don't know if it's the universe. I don't know if it was my son connecting with me. I don't know if it's fits in that. Like, I don't know where it came from, but I know that I heard the voice, and I called it. And, and I listened to it, I should say. Like, the calling came. And I stood up and I went and I took my life back. I am a comeback is created because I knew that the, my son needed a dad. I knew that my dad that I have, uh, who's battling stage four cancer right now, was not the father that I needed. Uh, we have our own issues. I'm not going to talk about that. But my point is that I, I stood up one more time and I went and created my life for him. He was the why. He was the catalyst. He was the spark. If you've never met him, Brian, you would see this light in his eyes. I hear it all the time. Like, there's something mm. just special about him. And what's went on was, you know, it, it's, it's crazy because for five months, when I decided to take my life back and build this thing to be the dad that he needed to show up for him, I didn't even get to see him. I would show up at every police, I'm sorry, I'd show up at every visitation, and my ex-wife wouldn't be there. She would run, she would hide, she would dodge me because she didn't want to let me have him back. And I kept fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And then finally, you know, calling the police to the point where they were like coming there and they're like, all right, Mark, we don't even need to show up. We'll just make the report. She wasn't there again. And I walked back into this court five months later and they said, Mark, would you like to hold her in contempt because she can't do that? And I said, no, I just want my son back. And I got him back. So um, a little bit about me, man. There's a lot about me. My, my story is unique. I don't want to make it about me. I want to give some dad out there that's struggling or maybe that's winning right now today. I want them to understand that like these kids, you are their greatest superheroes. Like you're the first superheroes. They're watching you day in and day out, whether you're making good choices or you're making bad choices. You're defining their future every single day by creating the life that you live, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just doing a poor job at that. And now, like I said, or like you said, you're not kill it. 
I, I, I kill it. I'm sitting out of my house right now. I have 34 acres. I got two dirt bike tracks. There's a stable full of four wheelers, dirt bikes, basketball hoops, indoor gym for these kids to work out at. Like I changed the legacy that I was creating, which was going to be money was more important than everybody else. And, and this scumbag lifestyle, I changed that to be like the house where all the kids want to be. And, and now I have two more daughters too, right? Like uh, Jade and Bailey, they came, they came via marriage, but I treat them like my own and, and I've never been a girl dad. And, and they're, uh, they're awesome. So I'll let, I'll let you ask. I could ramble on if you really, really want to be too. So. Oh no. You know what, man, you have an amazing story and uh, you know, you have, you have a boy and two girls now, Jade and Bailey, you, you, you they were uh, they were brought into your life, so you're you're they're your bonus kids, right? Yeah. So we don't. So it's really awesome. My wife, I'm 40. My wife is 29, going to be 30 years old. Um, alcohol had riddled her family as well. Like it, it literally came in and did its damage to to her side of it. I believe she was called and given to me. She's made this comeback even stronger. Like I I, I believe in a higher power, right? Universe, whatever. But those kids came with it. And when we when we meshed, it's like one day, one day we just met and we just never are apart. And we've never had an argument. We've never had a fight. Some people say that that's not healthy, but we talk, like we communicate and we love one another and we lead, lead by example for these kids. So Jade and Bailey showed up. So she's been with me now since she was little. She was just, just out three years old. So now it's been three years with her day in and day out. And her and I are, are super, super close, right? She's a lot like Phoenix. They have very, very similar personality jade is uh very very independent very very strong a little sassy right but she's uh they're, they're all athletes man great kids and what i what i do um because you, you say that word bonus right? there's probably some fathers out there that are learning how to do that man i don't look at it like that i was chosen in these kids life to be be the father that they need and they've got a great dad right he's a, he's a great dude i actually would get along good um you know i didn't know him he didn't know me so there's no issues there but when it comes to my house my kingdom, my castle, you know, my, my wife is my queen and these kids are the, the prince and princesses of this life. And, you know, they toe the line. It's, um, they listen to me, but we've literally created this life that you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell that they're bonus kids, if you will. Mm. Mm, that's awesome. Now, how old is Jade and how old is Phoenix now? So Jade is eight. Phoenix is 11. Um, so Jade will be nine in October and Phoenix will be 12 in September. Oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. Well, you have an amazing story, and I know that there's so much more in there that you could go into. Um, and, you know, I just might have to have you on again just so you can talk a little bit more uh, about it. Um, but one thing I wanted to share with you, because, you know, you struggled with uh, alcohol, um, and there are a lot of dads out there that do. Uh, there are a lot of women out there that do as well. I grew up in an alcoholic family. My parents were both alcoholics. Um, and my wife and I got married and had two boys and I found myself kind of like you, where you had this moment where somebody just kind of said something to you and you're, it, it is just kind of, I, I see it as God, uh, you know, those that are listening, you see however you want, but I see it as God sending you a message. Um, but something, something just hit me where I found myself telling my son, asking my son, if he could go get me another beer out of the fridge and he did that once. And then the next time I asked him to do it, I, I caught myself and something said, don't do that again, because that's how I grew up. And I didn't want my boys to experience that. They were younger at the time, but I didn't want them to have this experience of living in, a, in an alcoholic family. 
Sure. And uh, it was that decision that I made to stop. I tried to go to AA meetings. Uh, I just didn't feel super comfortable in them. I just kind of felt out of place. So I didn't last, but I didn't last very long in the AA meetings. Uh, I just, I have willpower. So maybe that's from the military. I don't know my training there. Uh, but when I, my mind is set on something, I will achieve it no matter what. And h- here I am going on almost 12 years later uh, without a single drink. And it's just the mindset that I said, I don't want my family and my, and my kids going through what I went through when I grew up. And so I made that decision at that moment. And it sounds like that's kind of the decision that you made for your family and your son at the time. A hundred percent. So it took a lot of things. I, I wasn't just an alcoholic. And I hate the word alcoholic. I will not call myself an alcoholic. I just will not speak that negativity into my life. Um, if you look at what I'm a comeback is, like there's a step, if you look at AA, you said you didn't, you weren't able to fit in there, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't for you. Well, dude, you're not a powerless dude. You're not a victim. That's just not who you were. So it makes complete and total sense why you wouldn't do it. I just want, if you don't got, if you don't mind, I got a couple things I want to say. You made yeah. a decision. You heard a calling. You, you were, what, what you did when you heard yourself asking your son uh, to get you a beer was you saw that you were giving him permission to live the life that you didn't necessarily love. And what it, and it's interesting because you caught yourself in this scenario where you're not necessarily doing anything wrong, right? We promote in the comeback control of your life, your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, right? Which means if you want to drink, you can drink or smoke a cigar or, or whatever. It's within reason. You are the one that's controlling it, the thoughts every day, the choices you're making every day. At that moment, you just define what the comeback is. And what I, what I did, you made a choice, a very clear, concise decision that this wasn't for you anymore, and you established the parameters that you want to live by, you've just made a different choice. Now, 12 years later, here you are doing some amazing things. Um, it's just, it's, it's interesting to see because you said you grew up in a alcoholic family, yet here you are able to create power. If an, a true alcoholic, when they love to label themselves those things, they like to say that they're powerless. It's like this, this big A on their chest, like Superman wears, where they almost find their power in the fact that they're, they're, that they can never do something again and just don't drink and they shift one addiction for, for another of just getting up on themselves and that just didn't fit right with you. And what's really cool is you just, you, you made a choice, you made a decision. And then I'm sure there's a lot of work. If you were to sit down and journal right now of what it took for you to get right here today, to re- you start with a decision, you start with a choice, but then you did something about it. You took action into every day becoming a better person. Now, you, yes, willpower for sure. But I bet you if you look back at the habits that you have right now today versus where you're at then, you've created your own operating system, kind of like our yeah. phones, right? You created your own operating system that works. And I, I don't know how old your kids are right now, but they're learning and you're implementing these cool things in them that work for you today to have you on the phone call with guys like me and other dads and, and people that, uh, that are winners. So, yeah. Yeah, I like no, ab- absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, my, I mean, my boys are older now. They're adults. Uh, my, my oldest is 22. He, he's graduated from college. My youngest is 19 and, and plays college basketball. At, at, at a, he's a freshman in college now. So, um, so my boys, you know, they went through it, through, through the thick of it, you know, uh, through their teenage years of me uh, being sober. And, it, I mean, I look back at it now and I go, no, it was not easy. But it was just, it was all about my mindset, my decisions, my decisions to be the man that I wanted to be were, were stronger than my desire for drinking. 
And, and ever inside of there, did you ever look at yourself and say you're powerless? Gosh, you know, that's a great question, Mark. I, I probably did. I, I can't say that I did. I can't say I did right now, but I, I, back then I probably did. Now I would say no, but I probably did. At some point during that time, uh, I, I, I'm sure I did. And so it's just interesting to, to, to hear because there was nothing about what you did that was powerless. You created power every day. Like you said, it was in the thick of it, creating legacy, creating action steps, becoming the father that you want to be. You don't just go create a, a podcast about being a better dad if you're powerless. That's, right. that's just what I like to point out, right? So even if that at that time your identity was rooted in darkness, I, I, I just hate the victim mentality that comes with AA. If it, yeah. it, it might work for some people, right? Like I don't want to sit here and bash that because some guys might be like, dude, this guy, I love AA. Dude, if it works for you, great. But I know the guys who do big things, who who are on the path of bettering themselves and leaving a legacy and being the best, most positive version of themselves, they don't believe they're powerless. They believe yeah. they have something great within them. And I guarantee if I ask you right now today, Brian, do you believe you're great? The answer should be you're working on it or yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, well, very cool. I, I'm, I mean, we could talk all day about, uh, about uh, you know, your story and the things that you've gone through. But obviously, this is about you as a dad, and I, I do want to kind of shift gears and kind of go that way. Um, now, you have, you have your son. You have these two beautiful girls. Um, how would you, if I were to ask you to describe your parenting style, Denise, how would you describe it? Funny. That's true. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a very, so I'm a big kid. One thing that my life, my life lacks on a daily basis is a lot of fun because I, I give a lot of darkness, right? Um, so when I'm home with my family, I need to switch the hat and be the other side of Mark. Uh, my parenting style, style is number one, you got to, I'm about discipline and, and hard work and that stuff for them as well. My son gets out and plays basketball at 6 a.m. It's 30 degrees here in Wisconsin. He's out there every day because he wants to be like your son and go to college and play in the NBA. Um, but for the girls, though, like it's fun. Definitely trying to make them know that I'm there a big kid, but truly letting them know like, Hey, all these things in life that you can get, whatever you want, it's going to require a level of commitment and desire and work for you to achieve it. But let's also have a good time while we do it. That's the best way to sum up my, my parenting. Wow. That's very cool. Well, you're, you're very similar to me, funny, but strict. Um, yeah, I, I, I carried, I carried the strict, strict, uh, role around quite a bit, but at the same time, I, I could be funny as well. Now, let me ask you this. I, I know, um, kind of touching on addiction, have you, because your son's 11 now, have you talked to him? Maybe you've talked to your girls too. I don't know. But have you shared your story or talked to them about uh, addiction? There, there is no secret that I keep inside of my house because here's what I decided. Um, and particularly with him, his, his mom still drinks and mm. goes out and parties and, and stuff like that, even though she's got cancer. She still lives the same life that we lived when we were in our 20s. Um, and because his same blood, court, you know, courses through his veins of me and her, I'm very, very open and honest. Now, I don't go into the depths of the, uh, of the details of some of the dark, dark, dark moments, but I don't hide anything from him. He knows the wreckage. There was a time, it was Father's Day, uh, 2015. My brother, I was in rehab. My brother brought him to rehab to, to see me, right, because I hadn't seen him. And he stood, I remember this moment, I'll share it with you. It's, it's a hot day 
in, in June in, in Wisconsin, right? 90 something humidity is high. My brother brings in there, him and my nephew. My nephew comes up and gives me a hug. He's a year older than Phoenix. Uh, so this is, they're, they're probably four and, four and five years old. And Phoenix, which is my son, he, he hangs back behind my brother, Kurt, and he's looking at me and he's unsure. He hadn't seen me in weeks. And where was I at before that? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he just comes running and charging and jumps into my arms. And he's holding on so tight. And I can feel the tears running down my neck. And he's crying, Daddy, please come home. Daddy, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? Right? I don't hide anything from him. I also don't glamor. I don't glamorize it. Like I don't put out there and say, I let him know that drinking is okay. For some people, drinking is okay. But for him, we need to focus on, on making sure that he makes the best choices and he understands and takes ownership from an early age of who he is, what he wants, why he wants it. I don't ever want him to get blindsided because I don't believe that it's a, a genetic or hereditary issue because I broke it. I believe that he, that he can make better choices from day one. Now, with the girls at the same time, they, they, they listen to everything I say. They're like sponges right now. But they only get to see this side of me. Phoenix lived through that side, through the darkness, right? So I got to be very, very aware of what he felt and what he goes on at his mom. But at the girls, they listen and they just think it's the coolest thing ever that I help people. That's awesome. Well, that's, that's an amazing story. And I'm glad that you shared that because it's so important for our, our kids. I believe uh, as a dad now of two grown, grown men, it's so important as parents that we allow our kids to see our vulnerable, vulnerable side and, and, you know, both my boys saw that through their lives. Obviously, Phoenix did with you. But just the fact that you're sharing your story with them and, and sharing with them how vulnerable dad was, you know, our, their hero, the guy that they look up to was vulnerable. Uh, and it's okay to be that as long as you know what the end result is going to be. So um, that's awesome that you shared that. I'm, I'm thankful that you did. Yeah. I think we can go on and on and on. I know you don't have a whole lot of time for this, but, uh, oh, no, no, we're good. We're good. Um, I did want to ask you, uh, I, I get to two more questions. Um, you know, I know you touched on your dad a little bit, but what I wanted to ask you, what do you think is the single most important thing you learned from your parents and how has that impacted you as a father today? I learned exactly who not to be. And, um, I can say that's with full, like, honestly, like my mom and dad struggle every day to even make ends meet, you know? Um, from a financial standpoint to a self-development standpoint to a legacy standpoint, like to the way they carry themselves, their confidence, just everything that they're about. And I'm not I'm not here to say bad things about them and talk bad. I'm just speaking the truth, and the truth sometimes hurts. But what I learned is I watched them, and yes, they gave me life, but I know what I never want to end up like them. So it was actually very it's a blessing in disguise. I look at the decisions that they made in their lives, and I say, I'm just not going to make these things. I'm going to go the exact opposite way. And so far for me, it's worked out completely. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, we talk about, you know, my childhood was, was rough and, and not, it was not great. And what I learned from them treating me the way that I did was that I can survive anything. I can struggle through anything with massive financial loss, pain, suffering, darkness. I knew that I'm going to be okay because they made me okay because I was doing it on my own. So that's what I learned from them. You know, it's, it's not, well, I should say it's common that I hear dad say that I learned how not to be as a dad. And honestly, at no fault of our parents, uh, you know, we, we can look back and say, you know, they did, they did the best that they could with what they knew how to do. And so I, I didn't have a super great relationship with my parents either. Uh, it was a struggle. 
my childhood, they were always involved as far as being around, but they weren't, they weren't involved. They weren't present. You know what I mean? I can count on one hand how many times they, they came to a, to a sporting event that I was participating in. So um, just different things that impacted me as a child that I think back to now, and it's why I wasn't like that with my boys. So it, they showed me how to be a better dad is how I yeah. picture it. Um, so, and it sounds like your parents did the same. Yeah let, me, yeah. let me ask you this. If I were to ask your kids now, Phoenix 11, Jade's eight, Bailey's six. Uh, if I were to ask them, tell me something about your dad. What would you hope that they would say about you? <laughs> They're probably saying scary <laughs> sometimes, right? <laughs> just, just because I'm so strict on them. But, uh, I, I would think that you would get a, you would get a different answer out of all three of them. So I do this thing at I'm a comeback called the comeback kids experience um, where dads come in, they, they bring their kids with and we run them through. Like I'm very militant with my kids and very disciplined with them. So like the ice bath and I've got a full gym and stuff like that. So a lot of these kids out there these days, um, you know, the, the dads are overweight and struggling as well, especially coming off of drinking. So what I did is I created a program that actually involved the kids as well. But what I'm saying is I, I had some marketing material that I created a video and they each said something different um about it because i i used i asked the question what do you what do you think about me as your dad um phoenix will tell you that i can count on him no matter what mm-hmm. right he'll tell you that i can count on, on him any, no matter what jade said told me that she feels very very loved and very very safe which i think comes kind of back to like being that anger <laughs> not the, anger mm-hmm. thing, but the, the scary thing right, right? like i, I right. put up with any crap and then Bailey and I, she's so little that she would probably just say something like, well, we always have ice cream together, right? Just because that's where <laughs> she's at. It's like she could get me to get ice cream 17 times a week just because I enjoy it with her. So but you would get three different answers for sure. But um, for sh- with Phoenix, that's a huge one for me. You can always count on me every day, mm. no matter what, because there's a lot of instability in the life that, that resides outside of the world that I can control at my house and his mother and stuff like that. So. Uh, I think that's what you hear. That's very cool. Now, how does that make you feel? I mean, it's something that a que- it's a question, honestly, that you should ask them if you haven't already. You should ask them uh, and and ask them over time as they grow up. Continue to ask them because it's it's it'll either be uh, uh, reaffirming what you're doing or it'll tell you what you need to work on. Right. So, um, it, well, I ask, but I ask them, what can I do better? I oh, that's great. That. What can that's I do great. better to be your dad? That's so I try to get their input as well. That's awesome. Well, look, Mark, I know we went, we went a little long. I know you have a busy day, but I wanted to ask you uh, if my listeners wanted to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, what's the best place for them to do that? Um, you probably would go on Facebook and just find me at, you know, type, type in Mark Jennison um, on my business page that that's there. Otherwise I'm a comeback.com. I think it's more important to not so much learn about me as it is this movement and this mission that I'm on. And if you just typed in imacomeback.com, uh, I think that it would take you down and show you what I do personally to help dads become better dads, become better men, uh, become the fathers that these kids truly need. That's where I would recommend they go. Awesome. Well, listen, I am, uh, I'm grateful uh, that you take the time out of your day to uh, chat with me a little bit, of, not only about your story, but about your family. Um, it means a lot that you took the time to do that. And I appreciate the friendship that we have, and I'm looking forward to continuing our friendship. And I just want you to know if there's anything I can do for you, please let me know, brother. You know I'm here for you. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing our friendship and just want to thank you again, Mark. I really do.
Awesome, man. Thank you very much for having me. It's been great. I wish we had more time to chop it up, but this is good for now. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Data Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Data. Up.